a it's a belief. It's a belief that someone or something is going to cause me danger or threatens me in some way. Something is threatening me. So fear is a what? It's a what? It's a belief. But also the dictionary says fear is a desire. Say that with me. Fear, desire. Those are big words. Belief, desire. Those are gut words. Those are words that go right down in your stomach. And that's why your stomach's in knots. But it's, it's deep, man. So fear is a belief that someone or something is going to threaten me. I'm in danger. i got to run. I'm not going to make you. Know, something like that. But it's also a desire. Fear is a desire to flee. To flee whatever that is that's hurting you. Or to even attack or whatever that thing that is that's hurting you. It's a desire. That's why fear is so devastating. Fear is devastating. It will wreck your life. Now, fear can be a good thing, of course. You go out in the traffic, you see a car coming. It's going to hit me. It's going to hit you. Get out of the way, fool. So fear is a good thing at times. But I'm going to tell you what. The fear I'm talking about is a fear that will kill you. Fear that will ruin you. Wreck your marriage, your relationships, your job, everything. Change your personality. It's crazy. So fear is a big deal. It gets down inside of you because it's a belief and it's a desire. And fear is real. Say that with me. Fear is what? It's not made up. You know, there might not be somebody outside the house at three in the morning about to break in. But if you're in the house and think they're outside the house, what you're feeling in the house is real. Got a yes or no? And until you find out there ain't nobody outside the house, you still got it. Did I lose you on that kind of crazy thinking? Fear is real. So, we're talking about a real thing. So, with that being said, now fear causes a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Physically. Physically. It'll cause you heart problems. This ain't me. This is the Mayo Clinic. It'll cause you intestinal problems. I think that's probably about number one. I mean, that's got to be up there. You know what I'm saying? When you're full of fear, you got some problems with your stomach. But then fear will also cause you all kinds of emotional problems. Depression, anxiety, stress, fear. And something has happened in your life, PTSD, and then fear leads to suicide. So it's a, it's a big deal and it's a bad thing when you don't know how to fight fear. Because, see, fear is real. So I've got this real thing in my life. So how am I going to fight it? Well, you can wish it away. I just wish it go away. That's not going to work. I'm going to tell you, you better have something better than that. You're going to have to fight fear because fear is real. And fear has to be fought. It has to be punched in the face. And you do that with faith. Say that with me. You... Because what is faith? Faith is a belief. Faith is believing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The Word of God. The entrance of your Word, the Bible says, gives light. Your Word is a light unto my feet. It's a, it's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. This is how you're going to fight fear. You're going to fight fear with faith. I believe God, period. Say that with me. I Believe God, period. So this is how you're going to fight fear. You can't fight fear 
you know, you can take some pills. I guess you can get drunk, get buzzed. All you're doing is numbing something. You're not dealing with the situation. You can deal with fear. And you can be happy. You can be successful. You can be happy. You can live again. You can live again. And have a life. And so that's why this is important. A little different kind of Christmas message, isn't it? Come to the church and he's screaming at us. Yeah, I'm that guy. Let's go to the Word this morning. I'm excited about it. This is not necessarily an easy message at Christmas to find in the Christmas story. But I spent a little time on it. And it's simple. Not hard. Let's go to the book. There we go. Speaking to fear. It came to pass in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph, he also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called what? Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. And that's where he had to go for this taxing. Along with him to be taxed? was Mary, his espoused wife. And she was what already? She was great with child. And so it was that while they were there in Bethlehem, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Say this one with me, a verse that many of you probably would know. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes And laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Alright? So, where's the fear? Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Fear is coming. Speaking to fear. Let's go with it, Raj. Today's message. Speaking to fear with the shepherds. The shepherds. Now, we saw Mary and Joseph last week, right? Yes or no? Y'all were here? Some of you? Amen? Speaking to fear. And who are we going to listen to today? We're going to listen to the who? The shepherds. Shepherds. So I want to hone in now on shepherds. That's what I want to do for the next all 20 minutes or so. Okay? Let's hone in on these shepherds. Verse 8. We ain't skipped a verse yet in Luke chapter 2. We're just reading a book. That's all we're doing. Verse number 8. And there were in the what country? Same country. So somewhere in that neck of the woods, where are they going? I've been there multiple times. They're still there today. In the same country, there were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. So they're going into shepherd country, back to Bethlehem. And so there are shepherds around. And I just want to build the case a little bit. Rod, just start pushing me, buddy. So shepherds, let's talk about shepherds a little bit. Now, we're talking about fighting fear and and handling fear and how you're going to deal with fear. But let's find out who they were. Y'all with me so far? You're alive? Not putting you to sleep with this shepherd stuff. I hope not. Come on. Here we go. Shepherds. Very lowly job. You feeling bad about your job? You don't want their job. 
Yeah. I had to work eight hours yesterday. You have no idea what these people have to do. Shepherds. It's a stinky job. So what? You got your hands dirty. These people had a stinky, nasty job. Sheep are like having an animal with a big rug on them. A big old woolly rug. And everything, they're like a giant sand spur almost or something. Everything sticks to them. Everything. You name it. Poop, pee, bugs, dirt, hay. And that's, that's your job. They're not the little stuffed animal you got in your room. My little sheep. Meh. That ain't what it is. They stink. They're nasty. They are filthy. You hear me or not? Now, if you had a nice, beautiful sheep farm up north somewhere, this ain't it. This is a bad situation. This is sort of nasty. It's a frustrating job. Why is it frustrating? Sheep, the dumbest creatures on the planet. I'm tell- they're pretty. They look- you- you'll beep at them. Look, a sheep farm. Me, me, as you keep going down the road. Frustrating job. They have to deal with this. Okay? It's a dangerous job. Sheep is a dangerous job. What does a sheep do? Bite you? No, but everything else bites them. Okay, you have to protect the sheep. Sheep are very easy prey for predators. And guys, this was in hill country. This is in rocky hill country. I've been there multiple times. It is not, ooh, look, nice grazing land. It is nothing like that. It's rocks. It's cliffs. It's dirt. And sometimes it's a little bit of grass somewhere. (laughs) It's crazy. And so they don't have just a fence. They've got rocks and things to try to keep the sheep in. And they've got cliffs that will sort of keep them in until they decide to jump off the cliff. Sheep are prone to wonder in a treacherous situation. And guess who has to go get them? Who has to leave the 99 and go get the one? The shepherd does. Jesus called us sheep. Are you understanding the message? I haven't been complimentary to you people, have I, this morning? Shepherds, what a job. Lonely, them and the sheep. And it is nothing but just dark skies, stars. You know how it is and here in Florida sometimes, too. You can just see, unbelievable how dark and the stars at night. That's what it looks like. And, of course, that's peaceful. <laughs> but then something happens. Boom, the glory of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And here's our word. Are you ready? Let's say it together. And they were, help me, sore. Come on, one more time. They were what? If you ever tell somebody, they, you say to somebody, how are they doing? And that person says, I'm sore afraid. That's some serious afraid. That's some serious fear when your body hurts. Sore. You know what the word sore means, don't you? It can mean painful. Hurts. Okay? The idea is they were terrified. They were, so, they were sore afraid. These guys were terrified. Scared to death. You don't, this is an incredible fear that they experienced. So, the angel said unto him, here's one of the 365 plus in the Bible. Remember last week? Fear is mentioned over 365 times in the Bible. That's crazy. Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. And here's one of them. Say it with me. And the angel said unto them, say it loud. So, this is scriptural, baby, what I'm talking about. Y'all with me so far? So there's some fear. Sore afraid. 
And then the angel goes to them. Who knows what they're doing? He had to say something because these jokers were messed up. And so he has to try to calm them down really quick. Fear not! Stop running! wonder what the sheep did. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. It's going to be to all people. How many people? All people. Now I'm learning something. Maybe you ain't caught up with me yet, but... So fear not, fear not, fear not. Good tidings, great joy, all people. That's what the angel said. And here's the question. Guess who God chose to be the first human visitors to see His incarnate Son, Jesus? Who were the first ones that He invited Shepherds. There's a message right there. There's a message right there. Shepherds were, I don't know what he's, what I put up here. They were despised. And I could just talk about this without seeing the screen. They were ill-mannered. The shepherds aren't the kind of people you want to dress up and bring to dinner. You understand? It's just not, oh, you know, have a nice fancy meal? Yes, we've invited the shepherds. Most likely, I mean, they can't get their hands clean. Their clothes are probably not at all good. They probably smell. Uneducated. This is what they've done. This is all they'll ever be. They've been told this. This is all you'll ever be. This is what you do. I mean, that's sort of like a, sound like a dead-end life. They were What? As dirt. I'm learning something here. God chose who to be the first visitors. And look at what we've made church today. Dress up. If you got money, you'll be favored at the church. You'll get the positions. I say bold every bit of that. You get to be you. You matter. I don't care what you got. Doesn't matter what you have. You matter. Most people in here with money used to not have it. How many would say, raise a hand, I'm, I'm blessed now, but I used to not have Let me see some hands. Come on! But somehow the church, we kowtow to that. We, don't, we want to love Jesus Christ, and we want to love people. Every one of them. I'm thrilled at Celebrate Recovery. I told somebody yesterday, I was, I was getting some chairs for this party. They delivered them to the house. And the fellow had heard about the program on Wednesday. And he said, my girlfriend comes. you know how proud that made me? And I could share with him. He was like, I don't think, yeah, I think he needs to come. But, you know, so I took the time to talk to him that he would be welcome. I'm, I'm thrilled. We want to have all kinds of programs here, and we want to have a church here. And we're going to treat you different when you come in the front door. Then anybody, you're going to get a hug. If you don't want a hug, that's on you. That ain't on me. You want to be a hugless joker? Have at it. I hate to tell you you're going to die alone. You're going to die lonely. You're going to die mean. I might get COVID. You might change. You might get love. You might be happy the last whatever days you got on this earth. Good grief. I'm telling you. 
And you know, I'm not against masks, but you know what I am against? I'm against not seeing faces. I'm against not seeing faces. I love seeing faces, smiles. It's like nobody on the planet some places has teeth anymore. I love that. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just saying, guys, this is big, man. But shepherds, 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 we want to reach anybody no matter what they're going through, no matter what level of society they're in right now. Y'all hear me or not? I'm from Rockingham, man. It's crazy. So that's who Jesus, that's who the angels appeared to. And the first ones we're going to see, little baby Jesus. This is crazy. So shepherds, their names are not recorded anywhere in the New Testament. Nameless people. What does that tell you about God? Well, if I just do good and measure up, He'll love me. That's, that's not the Bible. The Bible says there's none good, no, not one. The Bible says all have sinned. It's a point that a man wants to die. Without Christ, we're going to go to hell. That's what the Bible says. It just slaps that message up. If you, now, we know good works. Are, that's what other people can see in us, Right? And that's how they can know that Jesus Christ is in us. But that's not what gets us to heaven, man. Come on, they didn't need, we don't have their names. We don't even know who they are. God chose the shepherds to be the first on the what? You ever been invited somewhere fancy? Oh, you're coming to my house tonight. You're on the guest list. Did just the fancy? No, if you smell, you can come tonight. It's okay. It's all right. Come. Amen. Where did I learn this? From the Lord. The Lord loves people. He loved my drunk mama and a hell-raising son that's cussing GD and F this on the way to church. That was me. How could God love somebody like me? Stinky. (laughs) Nasty. That's just who God is, guys. You hear me or not? The shepherds may not have mattered to most people, but say this pretty loud. They what? Now the message is rolling now. We're here to learn now. Here we go. Here we go. i got to move. So speaking to fear, how do I deal with my fear, Pastor? Well, we've learned a little already without you even knowing it. And that is this. Number one, say this to fear. Say it to fear with me right now. I matter to God, and I am valued by God. That's what I can see the shepherds. The story teaches me. God loved these unnoticeables out there. Smelly. Not too bright. God said, you matter to me, boys. You matter to me so much that I'm going to put you at the head of the list. Does that sound like something Jesus would do, yes or no? Did he say the least will be the what? Yeah, they'll be the greatest. And then the, the first shall be what? And the last will be what? That sort of goes with God's math, doesn't it? That's what sinners and lost people like me, we need to hear that. We need to hear that we matter. But guys, this will help you in your life. I matter to God. Because when you're fearful, you start to believe something. You have this desire down inside of you. And I don't know about you, but it took me from up here to down here. How many would raise a hand with me like that? During some fearful time in your life, horrible time in your life, it took you from up here to way down here to where you just felt like nothing. Anybody going to raise a hand help me? 
I just felt like nothing, man. This is how you're going to fight. You can go back and listen to my sermons ten years ago. You would have never heard me say I matter. I've got 20-something years. I've got longer than that. Go to my former ministry. And you can find where Gary Clark never said, I matter to God. But when I went through the hard time of my life and my wife of 28 years left me for somebody else, and I was so low, so hurting, ah, the Lord came into my life. Not, not to save me from my sins, to save me from myself. <laughs> Golly! Came into my life. I'm wanting to kill myself. If I'd have had a gun in the house, I'm pretty sure I would have. But God came into my heart. And I'm a preacher. Come on. You're not supposed to do that. I'm not any better than you. And the Lord touched my heart with, you matter to me. You matter to me, shepherd boy. Come on, baby. That's, that's powerful. I know you've heard me say that, but that's powerful. How could these shepherds, after this happened, ever be the same? Say, I matter to God. This is crazy. So say that to fear. Look at this. Good tidings, great joy, all people. Good tidings. Because that means me, all people, by the way. Good tidings, great joy. That means me. Got it? All people is me. Say that with me. All people means who? See, I matter. I matter. Jesus is the greatest news. Jesus is the greatest gift. And this gift was given to who? That's incredible. That's what the shepherds teach us. Uh, Oh, I can't go to church. I don't have the clothes. Oh, yeah, you can. We went with stinky stuff. Yeah, but I'm not educated. How, How will I talk? Don't worry about it. We were able to go. You understand how the shepherds are helping us? Jesus loves me. I matter. So that's point number one in fighting fear. Got it? We cool so far? All right, let's keep moving. So I'm not a piece of garbage. How about you? You a piece of garbage? That's what fear will tell you. And you'll start to believe it down here. I'm no good. Because that's what maybe somebody's told you. Or life has done that to you. It's all a lie. I matter and I have value. That's what the shepherds teach me. Now let's keep going with this, this, this story. Roger, you're really slow today. <laughs> that poor fellow. He makes a killer lasagna, him and his wife, and macaroni and cheese. It's coming tonight. You're going you're gonna to get it tonight. The shepherds had favor with God. The shepherds had favor with God. God chose them. Could God have chose anybody? Were there plenty of Roman emperors he could have went to? Was there the religious crowd, the high muckety-mucks? Yes or no? There was plenty of people, and God chose them. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that in the Christmas story, especially as you're fighting fear. And the angel says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. I'm learning. Shepherds were real people. I'm going to tell you right now, you can fake some things, but if you're a shepherd, that's a hard job to fake. (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, I'm a Wall Street investor. (laughs) 
dressed up in shepherd clothes all stinky. No, you ain't. You just can't fake being a shepherd. You know what I mean? I just think that's sort of funny. They were very familiar, though, weren't they? With what? Cow stalls, feeding troughs, and rags. Don't glorify these swaddling clothes. Jesus was born in a something like a maybe a cow stall. But I've traveled over there many, many times, and they're 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 dogmatic on this. He was not born in a wooden type hewn out manger. A, ma- a major like uh, about of wood. He would have been born out in hewn out stone. Laid in stone. So the rock laid in a rock. And who would have been familiar with those kind of troughs and mess? Say. You'd have told some you should have told some of these religious folk, he'll be in a manger. They'd be like, oh, unclean, unclean. It's beneath us. They'd have argued with the angel. But not the shepherds. They were just real folk. And I think that's what God wants. You hear me yes or no. You can't come to God faking it. You're not going to fight fear faking it. How you doing? I'm doing good, doing good, doing good. As your life falls apart. How about get real, man? Be like a shepherd. How many of the crap you went through, it stunk? Let me see some hands. Throw it up. <laughs> right there, baby! That's how you have to deal with it. That's what I love. Here's point number two in fighting fear. Could you say it loud? God chose me. How's that help you? Yes or no? So I matter to God, whatever you're facing... I'm valued by Him. He chose me. That's got to help. Because that's the, the enemy comes in and he wants to destroy you. Is that what the Bible says? The thief comes to do what? Steal, kill, and what? Jesus says, I'm come that you might have what? And have it more abundantly. This is called the abundant life. What's the abundant life? Getting riches? No! The abundant life is I matter. I have value. The abundant life is God chose me. That's the abundant life. Y'all hear me or not? This is powerful. Guys, he chose me. Who's Gary? I'm the son of a cotton mill sweeper. Seventh grade education my daddy had. He was a cotton mill sweeper because that's what he, t- he was told he could be. And he never believed anything different. Till later in his life, he came to Christ. That's who I am. I'm the son of an alcoholic waitress with an 11th grade education. That's who I am. And I'm from Rockingham. Now here's the funny thing. He chose me. To be your pastor. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, you got to sort of keep that quiet. If they find out that, they won't come. That's okay. How many with a lifted hand, you would say, Pastor Gary, my life's similar to yours. Anybody want to witness with me? Some of the pain, some of the struggle, some of the mess? That's half the audience, at least. I matter to God, and He chose me. I'm already feeling better about my fear now. You hear me? If God found me there, He can find you here. I like that. 
If God found me and my drunk mama 44 years ago yesterday in Rockingham, He can find you in Inglewood, Florida. Or if you're watching online, He can find you right there where you're sitting. That's our God. If He can show up to the angels in the field, I mean to the shepherds in the field, He can show up where you're at. Amen? That's the message today. We're finishing. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts saying... Host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Because of Jesus, I know I matter and I have value and I know that God has chosen me. Now that's, that's what we've learned so far in fighting fear. But speaking to fear, likewise, I want you to see something else. Back that verse up, Roger, I rushed too much. Back up one, one quick time. Look at that verse right there. Back one more time. There you go. And there were what? There were, there were who? Angels. And they were doing what? Those angels were doing what? That leads me to point number three. But I've got to take you to Luke. Now pop me over to Luke, Raj. Thank you. I hear things. There, the angels started praising God in the shepherd's fields. It's crazy. But you know, when I was thinking about this message, fighting fear, I thought of the angels. I'm thinking about my own life. I'm thinking about you guys. Here's what the Bible says. Read this with me. Likewise, I say unto you, say it with me, there is joy in the presence of the, keep reading, of God over what? That is crazy. We don't think that way. We don't think that way when we're facing fear. And a lot of times the fear we face, guys, is because of maybe bad decisions we've made. And we need to turn to the Lord. And did you know when you do that, just like those angels were singing out there in that field and praising God with them shepherds, they're in the presence of God when, when you and me repent and they sing and they praise the Lord. That's powerful to me. Gosh, I can make it. Pop it up, buddy. So number three, how do I, how do I fight fear? Say this with me pretty, pretty loud. It's important, guys. Angels rejoice over my... Angels rejoice over my repentance, over my turning to Jesus Christ. And that turning can be many times in your life from different things you're going through. But I certainly know it's salvation. But angels rejoice... And who's not to say that when I'm in life and I'm going down the wrong path and I'm a child of God, but that I find I turn my life back to Jesus Christ, who's to say the angels aren't going to be? Ah! That ought to give us hope, man. Yes or no? Angels rejoice over me. I matter to God. He chose me. Angels rejoice over me. Satan, get out of my house. Do you see how that works? That's how you fight fear. A little simple message, huh? You're going to leave. It didn't mean all that. I thought about when I was putting this together, the fancy religious <laughs> seminarians. But I like reading the Bible like this and putting myself in there. This is me. I like it. We're done. It came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go. To Bethlehem. And let's see this thing 
which is come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. There's some serious words right there. And it came, and they came with what? And they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known the saying that was told them concerning this child. You couldn't shut these suckers up. And all they that heard about what they saw and what happened, they wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Verse 20. And the shepherds returned. Going home now. Back to the sheep. And they were now glorifying and praising God. For all the things that they had what? Heard and seen. Last line. Read it pretty important. As it was told unto them. Now I'm done with the message. Get ready. I wrote this the other day at my office. I thought, what a dud ending. What a dud. It's a dud. I'm right. It's a dud. In a message like that with such a dud. Here's the last point. It's just like God said. What a dud line. I matter. I have value. God chose me. Angels rejoice over me. It's just like God said. What does that mean to me? The angels told the shepherds, this has happened. You go to Bethlehem and you're going to see it. And you know what they did? They believed. And they went. When they got there, was it just like God said? Yes or no? And on the way home, they're praising God. And it actually says in the last Scriptures, it was just like God said. Now that's not a dud point, guys. I want you to think about your life. How many you were facing fear? It was horrible. And my hand's going to go up. It was terrible. I don't know what that event was for your life, or maybe several. But you made it. You made it. And God never left you. How many would raise your hand and say, Pastor, He never left me. I made it. He never left me. You know why? Because He said He wouldn't. You know why you made it? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know why you made it? Because nothing can separate you from the love of God. It's just like God said. That's how you fight fear. Because fear, it's not a, it is a liar. It'll say you can't make it. It's real, but it's a liar. But He's the truth. He's the way, the truth, the life. He never lies. Isn't that great? Man, here's my question. Many of you, like me, were getting old or you're old. Some of you well-stricken in years, I'm just saying. <laughs> Is it going to be like he said, Pastor? Is he going to be like he said? Will he be with me when I have cancer, when I die? Will, he, will it be like he said, Pastor? 
when I'm hurting, will he be with me, Pastor? When I die, Pastor, what's going to happen? Will it be like he said? Will I wake up in heaven? It's going to be just like he said. This is powerful, baby. That's not a dud, baby. I love that. Let's thank the Lord one more time. Thank the Lord for the word. Good word today. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're done. Let's stand on up.